I would rather have a day job than be a Pokemon mascot. Han Solo is clearly more attractive than Indiana Jones. I would take the Star Wars trilogy over the Matrix trilogy any time. The Legend of Zelda versus Super Mario. Who's better in bed, Jafar or Gaston? And would Thanos masturbate with the Infinity Gauntlet or not? Every week, Nerd Rage The Great Debates brings you the funniest comics, writers, and podcasters to settle some of geekdom's most divisive topics. Find us on Spotify or wherever you find podcasts. Welcome to the Escapist Comics Podcast. I'm Jessica Balboni. I'm Robert Negoesco. Happy August. Happy August. However, today is still July. It's July, Saturday. But you won't hear this today. No, you won't. But well, it's... it'll be today for you. But it'll be tomorrow for us. Your, Wait, no. Your today. <laughs> it'll be your today. Yes. <laughs> today is the 31st of July. That's okay. when we're recording this. <laughs> and then whenever I edit it, it'll be up sometime next week. Yeah. Yeah. Possibly, hopefully Monday. This will come out like it used to. Looking forward to it. Hearing some feedback from my first episode. I like that. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, everybody, for giving us feedback. Thank you especially to uh, Al- Alvaro Bueno. Alvaro Martinez Bueno from Na- Nice House on the Lake. We really appreciate you listening and all of that. That was very nice. Yeah. Wasn't super expecting cool. it, so... Not at all. Yeah. <laughs> Great segue. We can go right into it. We can go right into it. <laughs> I guess we won't catch up at all. We'll catch up later, oh, guys. <laughs> it's fine. It's been a long couple of weeks or three weeks, whenever we last recorded. Uh, so we'll get right into it. We do have four books that we're going to go over today and then a bunch of news to talk about. So uh, we did read Nice House on the Lake. This actually came out... Two weeks ago, I want to say. I think so, yeah. Something like that. Uh, looking forward to book three now as well. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Nice House on Lake, number two um, uh, from DC Black Label. What's this guy? He's he's Is he the pianist? Um, The musician? The musician, maybe? Something, yeah. Does it even say in the first part? I don't think so. Yeah, I don't remember I mentioning it. Anyway, anyway he is yeah. a pianist and <laughs> yes. he is a musician. Yeah, and we also find out that probably first the first part of each book is probably going to be narrated by a new person yeah. as well, which is not what I was thinking. I thought it was just going to be... Uh, the artist. The, yeah, the uh, artist. I forget her name, but... Yeah. Um, so yeah, each chapter is going to be narrated by a new um, one of the characters, which is cool. I like that, actually. We're going to get each person's like side of the story. Yeah, yeah, it is cool. Um, and it's interesting seeing the like the artist from a slightly different perspective. You know, it, mm-hmm. it, I mean, it, it just creates an interesting context to the whole thing that's going on. Yeah, and I am looking forward to seeing how everyone is reacting to all of this because, like, how this guy reacts is not at all how she is at all. No, <laughs> like, I mean, this guy is. Uh, He's an insider. He's like a Walter insider. Right? Yeah, definitely. And like, also, you see too right away uh, 
how people are reacting to Walter and like some of them like really miss him already like yes. immediately where I would be like fuck Walter <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 this guy in particular in particular yeah. it, it was his friend um, yeah we get a little flashback scene just like in the first one with the when they're meeting in the bar and start talking about the apocalypse mm-hmm. this is him basically like showing the bond he has with Walter yeah um, I like that like even though Walter's some sort of whatever Walter entity. is entity yeah. from another dimension I like mm-hmm. how like in college he's like drawn a little bit like huskier you know like like yeah human like you know Definitely. whereas like in my head I wouldn't have thought to do that I would have been like Walter looked like Walter but it's right. like no he a believable person yeah and maybe he does that to bend to each person right that's how he kind of gets under their skin or gets close to them I didn't even think about that but the, yeah that, that is possible yeah uh, just uh, some shout outs of some references in this amazing like it's not a full page double page splash but it extends across two pages mm-hmm. uh along the top and it's like their messy dorm room right which and it's like the most authentic dorm room i've ever seen in a comic ever definitely <laughs> uh, and it's like you know knowing their age they were probably in college in like 2008 2009 so we have like a dark knight poster which is probably in everyone's there's oh, yeah. a lot of batman references i'm assuming because of a certain Oh, yeah. Batman writer, maybe? <laughs> Possibly. Maybe completely unrelated. But yeah, there's like a... There's a Batman and Robin comic. Looks like, sitting on top of a manga. I couldn't figure out which one that was. There's a Batman poster. Mm-hmm. They're reading Akira. Akira is... Uh, oh, yeah. It's on right. the... Like, sp- spread open onto the page with the uh, where the bomb goes off. Yep. <laughs> um, and then there are comics. Like, Kind everywhere. of everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Oh, what is that? Who's the, that's a, there's a Flash... Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we have to get all our DC comics spread out in there. There's a lot of little Easter eggs. Yeah, Cartman, Cartman uh-huh. Cup. Anyway, <laughs> I just thought the all the details in that panel is like super cool. Yeah. Um. Um. And then we get to uh, the like it's kind of like I, I'm going to compare it to Hickman because it is very Hickman like when he gets to all of his like transcript pages too on the next. Yeah, page. various transcripts or emails or whatever. It seems like they're not. I like that they're not going overboard with it. It's like one or two pages in each issue. Yeah. But at least these two issues seems like pretty similar structure where it's like we start with them apparently after some apocalypse has happened. Like in the first one, same thing. It looked like everything was on fire. Mm-hmm. And they're still in the the place with all the statues. And then they're just kind of talking about the past. Then we cut to the flashback. Mm-hmm. Then we get a little bit of the like like you were talking about the textual yeah and it's like a security transcript is what i've gathered because on like a few pages later you can see like a security camera and then it's a transcript like it's like an old printout like it has like the i don't know the printer paper with like it's like from the 90s right (laughs) on the side of it yeah and it is a good way i mean essentially this brings us up to speed with what happened in the previous issue i thought it was a pretty cool Mm -hmm. way to to do that to see like what happened immediately after he blew up uh what nora's hand hand (laughs) like and then we we see everyone like arguing amongst themselves Mm -hmm. crosstalk unintelligible right i like like all that stuff (laughs) yeah um you know you get the the title page which a lot of the comics we're talking about today are doing that now it seems like the double page title page yeah i did count and i was like is this in lieu of comic pages? 
No. No. It doesn't seem like. So I'm like. <laughs> yeah, sometimes it is. This one, it's not. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, and you also get to see, too, if uh, the artist is drawing the symbols for each person, I think, now. Which we still don't really know why that is, but it's, it's, it's a little curious. It's a puzzle that mm-hmm. she seems to be trying to solve something like, I mean, it's just, you know, drawings and stuff. But in my head, I'm like, if you keep going with this, you're going to have a, like a bulletin board with red string yeah. <laughs> and, and tying and referencing and like, Walter brought bagels. Yeah. Bagels. What does that mean? Exactly. What does that mean? <laughs> well, and there's like nothing else to do there, right? So true. try to figure this out. Well, except for enjoy yourself, yeah. which is what this, the, the, the guy, the protagonist of this one, the, is he the pianist? Or he the, must be. Yeah. Right? <laughs> uh, he seems to be like, like just wanting to maybe blend in but he also speaks to walter we don't know what they talk about we just know walter comes to him they Mm -hmm. have a conversation and then he's like hey maybe we should like you know do what walter said right which is highly suspicious obviously definitely um so yeah this is it i mean it's a good follow-up issue i thought um i know a couple people that have come in said they still need one more issue to be on board uh, but I don't. I'm definitely on board. No, I mean, it's, book. I mean, it's uh, honestly like a maturity of storytelling. Like mm-hmm. that this one, this one is like, seems to be continuing the actual like logical conclusion of the story rather than being like, I gotta hook you again. Like, mm-hmm. it's like you, you're either in or you're out. And like, I'm fully in from the first issue and this yeah. didn't diminish that. No. And there's still a good hook like at yeah. the end, I think as well. Um, we don't really have to spoil it if you just want to read it Um, they find something at the end of the story it's again like another big surprise we don't really know what they're going to use these things for why they're there um, but it is pretty shocking it's super horrific yeah I mean there's multiple uh, spoilers (laughs) in, in this there's some interesting stuff that does ramp up yeah um I also like the, uh, they go to the, like, we also kind of begin to understand that, like, this isn't just some house that Walter was like, hey, you'll all like this house. This is a place absolutely, to down to the last detail, designed for them. Right. And seems to be adhering to some sort of magic or technology we don't understand. Like, um, we talk, one of the characters talks to Nora, and Nora mentions, like, yeah, when I fi- finish this pack of smokes, there's probably going to be a pack of smokes waiting for me. Right. Like, all this stuff is going to replenish. Mm-hmm. We haven't seen that yet, but they're hypothesizing it, and it's like, everything is designed for them. Like, right. one of the characters, they go to the library, and it's like, all the books that Walter ever recommended to her, the entire time they've ever known each other since they were young. Like, right. all there. The ones that she didn't read, though. Yeah. And it's like... I don't know. That's also some weird sense of humor on his part. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> well, now you have nothing to do, so you better read those books I recommended to you. Right, and I'm sure there'll be movies and archives of yeah. that as well. 
Wizard of um, Oz, yeah. uh, Love and Explosives. That's creepy. <laughs> well, yeah, it's Love and Rockets, though, yeah, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, probably. Um, and then there's Sandman. <laughs> something Bullets, but it doesn't say Straight Bullets, but it's clearly the font yeah. from, from Hell. hell. Yeah. Hey, Sandman is Sandman because this is a DC comic. Yeah. But the other ones are a little more vague. I right. <laughs> Love and Explosives. Luckily, there's lots of comics. <laughs> yeah. At least they won't be that bored, I guess. Scared, but not bored. <laughs> yeah, I mean, without spoiling, I don't know how much to go into it. I just, it it continues what we're doing. It kind of gives us a better sense of what the series is going to be. Like, yeah. changing protagonists. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think, I think we're just all on board for this. Two thumbs up. Two thumbs Four up. Four thumbs up. Four thumbs up. <laughs> I have two hands. Uh, well, continuing our horror theme... Is that what we're going on? Are we yeah, going? yeah, let's do that. All right. Uh, this also came out, I think, the same week that Nice House came out. Tales told in Technehor. Technehor. <laughs> Season one. Mm-hmm. And this is from Black Caravan. This is Scout's, I guess, more indie titles. Oh, okay. Um, which, I mean, they're already kind of like an indie <laughs> company, so. Yeah. <laughs> more indie. <laughs> more indie. But, I mean,. The paper stock on the cover is awesome. Uh, and Written and lettered by, uh, apologies for mispronounced, Kayarn Kaghan mm-hmm. and illustrated by Christian Dabari. Right. And colored by Simon Goff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, when I saw when I ordered this, I thought it looked awesome. They did a great job on just the cover art. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a it's a horror anthology. Yeah, there are five stories in there. Five stories, not and, just three, but five. Yeah, <laughs> I like it because I mean, some of them are just like four pages long. The first one is only four pages. They each get their their own like sort of title page. Mm-hmm. I guess the gimmick with it is that it's supposed to be like a like a movie, like we're seeing a movie or something, like an anthology film, right? Or something like that because the, the first page is like. Does yeah. it look like a movie marquee? Yeah, right? exactly. Screen three, Roots mm-hmm. of Evil. Screen four, 1,000 Teeth. Yeah. Yep, exactly. And they're pretty effective little stories, too. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Each Def- one. Definitely. Some of, some of them, I think, could be a little bit longer. Um, yeah. But even like even the first one, I really like. But it's like, it's over so fast. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I was like, mm, I'd like a little bit more. I thought the first one actually was really good because it was just like the hook one. Right. And it's... It's like, I don't need to know about what this guy's... Okay, so the first story is called In Cold Pursuit. It's about some sort of marine biologist or something uh, scuba diving under the water and finding this new, like, fish form, which is... I'd be pretty scared anyway. Yeah. (laughs) It's much larger than, like... It looks about the size of an elephant. Yeah, it's huge. (laughs) And he's like, oh, wow, this is fascinating. This is a trend in this comic that I'm like, where people are like not adhering to logic that I would. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he's used to seeing very scary underwater creatures, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> he talks about how it's similar to um, other fish that he knows. Right. Of, and it's like, but that was crazy because that would mean that this one would just be an infant. And right. then we turn the last page and it's like, that means the other one would be much bigger, but that's absurd. And right, and then you see a giant, <laughs> yeah. giant mouth. Full page splash, great use of full page splash. Right, and it looks almost like a skull too, which is really cool as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
I don't know how we're not going to spoil these because they're yeah. so short. It, right. You're going to kind of spoil them. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, and the second story uh, is like a, almost looks like, oh my God, why did I just blank out on the Mars movie? Uh, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh. Total oh. Recall. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Imposter it looks, Syndrome is yeah. what it's called. Mm-hmm. It definitely has that whole feel of the Mars look from Total Recall. Yeah. The art in this whole book is like, in, pretty incredible like i'm super on board with the way it looks and everything yeah this almost looks like colored pencils yeah i'm not sure if it's like a digital effect they're doing or what but it does like yeah have that sort of canvas like mm-hmm. like pencily feel feel this one this one's only like oh maybe it's more than four pages this one's yeah a yeah. little longer but this guy's crazy yeah he's like all mad that He's out there with a bunch of sand while the other scientists are, like, making discoveries. Yeah. And then he finds literal life on Mars for Mm -hmm. the first time. Weird, creepy, little black space bugs. And he's like, cool, let me touch them. Yeah. What? Who? What? (laughs) Huh? You want your discovery that bad? Yeah. Like, what? Obviously, that's why he is the Sandman. Yeah. I'm questioning why he's on Mars at all. Yeah. Maybe this is Jeff Bezos. Let's hope so. Let's hope it is, and that's why. he gets eaten by space slugs. Yes. And the good twist about this one (laughs) is that the space bugs immediately take his brain over, and they're like, this is this is our home, and they like start walking yeah. back to their science lab. And I do like over. the the what if of like, oh well, this kid's gonna kill all those other scientists, but mm-hmm. like how and why and how like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and there could be a good continuation to the story. Yeah, that's wanted. the other thing. I can't tell if like they will continue any of these, or if the next whatever issue two will just be a whole new batch of short stories, right? Yeah, and I know, like, in the back of the book, they have, like, I think they actually say somewhere, I knew there was somewhere, there was, like, another thing, like, maybe they're going to have another book, or... Oh. Yeah. Maybe I just saw a solicit. Anyways, it was the same creators, and I think they're getting their own book. Oh, cool. Yeah, just, like, a complete book, so I don't know if it's going to be rooted in one of these stories. Because, yeah, Um, some of them could continue, and then some of them, it seems like it's just a one-off. Right, exactly. Um, The next story after that is Roots of Evil. Um, This is the one most of all that I wanted more of. Yeah. Because it it was so simple. It was just like, you know, her the couple, or the roommates are having an affair. Yeah. Um, She finds out about it. But she touched some sort of weird tree thing. And now her hand is turning into a tree. And she's like, "Uh, it's kind of bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just in this issue, just all the people being like less freaked out than maybe I need to be because my hand is a tree. Right. <laughs> she just goes and takes a shower. Yeah. Oh, and she's like, her body's give, giving away all. It's em- My veins are emptying themselves, making space for something else. Right. I'm not really concerned. Yeah. Because <laughs> she's probably already the thing, the other thing. Right. Yeah, they don't really go into too much detail of when she's, like, morphing. It's just she's turning into a Swamp Things-type tree monster. Super cool art. The transformation sequence yeah. is, like, super horrific. I I was thinking, like, Martian Manhunter. Yeah. He kind of, She kind of looks like Martian Manhunter. Oh, yeah, towards the end. Blood. Yeah. <laughs> but it seems like she touched some sort of strange parasitic organism that, like, you touch it, you become a plant creature... 
And then in my mind, trying to like make sense of this, I'm like, okay, she's going to go wreck shop for however long. And then when she's done, she's just going to go to the woods and become a tree yeah. until the next person touches it. That makes and then sense. Can yeah. possess him again. That's kind of what, like, yeah. There's a similarity to the thing she found, and then what she looks like. I could see it being. Yeah, that would have been cool if they just like had, like you said, just walks out into the forest, becomes a tree, and then yeah, they could have ended it there. That's but unfortunate. <laughs> this one, I could definitely have a sequel story. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So. Uh, then we get a nice poster, movie poster for the next one, which they could have done for each one. Really, are they all supposed to be movie posters? Now that I think about it, I guess. I guess yeah, but this I, one's like a of different style. Poster. Though that's the yeah. thing, like. Like this, the Roots of Evil one has like a, a logo that's not in the rest of the book, the techno horror logo, and it looks like some 80s VHS logo or something. Yeah. But yeah, this one's done like a like a drive-in movie right. poster. Yeah, this one's called 1,000 Teeth, and it actually has like a little rating at the bottom, and like this one, so this one actually looks like a movie poster, I think. Comics, rated C, comics, strictly for those with strong love of horror. Right. <laughs> and this is kind of just like a classic swamp monster, but with gators. Uh, there was that movie, oh, what was that called with the gators that came out Lake recently? Pla- oh, that's no, an no, no. old movie. Lake Placid's old. No, this is, oh man, I saw it in theaters too, maybe it'll come to me. Um, yeah, it was basically just about, they weren't like monster gators or anything, they were just... Uh, alligators that killed people after a hurricane. Oh, yeah, yeah, I saw the trailer for that. Uh, yeah. There's, like, a, the house is flooding, and there's, like, gators coming mm-hmm. in through the windows and stuff. Yeah, it was really good. very scary. It was very Just scary. Just say. Yeah, I and it was... I don't need gators coming in my windows. Mm-mm. And it was, yeah, it was very effective. And, yeah, so this just reminded me of that until the, the end, obviously. Yeah, um... I mean, we're spoiling all of these, so yeah. <laughs> there's a massive gator, bigger than anything fathomable, and she's like, "Ain't nothing killing me," but m-. and uh, she's she pulls out her pistol to blow her own brains out. And yeah, she's too slow. She is too slow. That gator eats her. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, same difference though. Mm-hmm. Who cares? I well, I still think that would be a worse death. Probably, yeah. <laughs> Biting, getting bitten in half, you yeah. might still survive. Like 12 more seconds of uh, yeah. <laughs> agony. Uh, that movie is called Crawl, by the way. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> um, sure. The next one's called Unsafe. This reminded me a lot of Hellraiser. It was, basically. It was, it was totally Hellraiser. Literally just Hellraiser. <laughs> yeah, um, which is, is fun, but this was the one that felt the most uh derivative i guess to me yeah me it's too. like a safe cracker trying to crack this safe in an abandoned building mm-hmm. which is absolutely the stand-in for the puzzle box exactly um, <laughs> you know just weird object with weird strange symbols on it that it takes days to crack mm-hmm. leads to portal of you know other dimensional demons right and i was like out of all of them i was like this is the one you end on guys like put this in the middle yeah and with one of the stronger ones it is cool though. I do like what uh, we see of the like this other realm sort of thing. Yeah, no, I liked I liked the art, and I thought the demons looked cool. But other than that, yeah, I was like, mm, yeah, a little, get, little weaker. We get these pinups, which are great. The pinups are great. I love the ad at the end for the Technohar method, um, <laughs> which was oh, really man. funny. <laughs> I didn't even read it. I, you didn't read it. I gotta, hey, quick, quick. Quit kicking sand in our face, jackass. Oh, it's like a parody of those uh, 
you the, can the get atlas, the like, atlas bodybuilder yeah yeah and instead you just become a zombie from reading too many uh technohara comics Okay, I'm in. <laughs> so pretty I'm fun. In. They even give you a little uh, coupon to cut out. I recommend not actually doing that since I don't think it will give you anything. Um, I think it just does it promise you their, your soul or something. I promise yes. to support Techno Horror and follow the creators. Otherwise, I understand horrible things will be sent to my address. And <laughs> yes. Give them your address. <laughs> give them your address. Maybe you'll get something. Maybe buy two copies so you don't ruin one of your comics. Is this a monthly? Because, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely no, going to read the next one. It's definitely not a monthly because I have not ordered another one. Okay. So, But when we do get a chance to order something else, I will do that. Yeah, Tales Told in Technohorror, mm-hmm. Season 1. Season 1. Pretty cool. It was very good. Uh, next, we have... Uh, the last book you'll ever read. The last book you'll ever read. Another horror comic. Uh, in the long line of sentences that are t- titles now, mm-hmm. we're in the era now. We're in the era. Uh, is it effective title? I will give them that. Mm-hmm. Um, I did read Amazing Fantasy after this, though, so yeah. it's, it is slightly false. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did. I also read Amazing Fantasy after this, so this is by Cullen Bunn uh, and. Uh, artist Layla Lays, um, who was hot on the scene this month. Actually, she did two books out. She also did the Mom comic, oh, Mother okay. of Madness. Yes, yes. That's uh, big, big time. Big time. <laughs> that uh, Amelia Clark. Amelia Clark. Thank you. I was not getting words out. Coming um, to a television streaming platform near you. I'm right. sure. I just thought it was funny. It was called Mother of Madness, Mother of Dragons. You know they did that shit on purpose. Hmm. I didn't think about that. But yeah, I mean, probably. All right. So basically this book is about a writer who writes a book called Seder, and the book makes people crazy, supposedly. Right? That's the... Yeah. Summing it up very lightly. I guess the theme of it is that, like, I mean, the first line of the book, civilization is a lie. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of it is, I mean, it's about how civilization is some, like, I mean, almost, almost like some paper mache mask or something sitting on top of, like, the truth, which is that we are crazy feral monsters. Yes. <laughs> um, but, I mean, I like, I honestly, I liked the theme that they were going for yeah. more than the comic itself. Because, like, right. I do think about that a lot. Like, yeah. how close we're on the brink of of anything at any given moment just because we're crazy apes that have jet fighters and bombs and right, you know, machine course. guns and stuff yeah and i mean just recently we had a pretty bad societal <laughs> issues right yes. and so this is definitely touching on all of that yeah however i don't know the way they played it out in this first issue didn't quite hook me yeah. Um, I thought the art was uh, a little inconsistent, for one. Uh, some of the panels were just hard to follow. Um, there was one just almost in the middle where after a couple of the first scenes of people going crazy after reading the book or attacking her, even at her like book signing, um, there's one where she's going to the police department. And she's, like, staring at first at herself in the mirror, and then she sees, like, crazy red eyes, and then she's, like, turning her head, and her face is getting, like old or there's like a demon and she's like turning around it was very hard to follow i had no idea what was happening in these panels yeah i, I read it twice uh, and it 
or skimmed through it the second time, and it it made a little more sense on that level. I mean, it seems like she, some sort of demonic entity has possessed her or something, and she's just like ignoring it or doesn't see it. I guess. Okay. <laughs> that's what I got out of it. Like okay. that's why she's seeing that in the mirror, and it. And it's like, we see that. Maybe she doesn't, but maybe she does. And she's just like, got to write my book. Like, okay. I don't know. Or she has to go on tour or... Because that's yeah. what she's talking about later, but why? I, I just couldn't... I didn't feel like there was much to grasp there. Yeah. Or like, what she's doing. Her character wasn't very consistent. No, no. Um, um, and I didn't get a lot of feeling out of it. No, yeah, neither yeah. did I. Uh, which is unfortunate because Cullen Bunn's actually a really good horror writer. Um, so I was surprised. Yeah. That. Yeah, I know. I, I, I like stuff too. Uh, I, I get, and then I guess at the end she gets her, uh, new, like, security agent or something who is, like, not allowed to read the book because that's what causes people to go ballistic. But let's still print millions of Let's this still print book. millions of this book. But they don't actually know. They're like, oh, may- maybe it's not the book, you know. But it's she just, knows because she she's knows. like, yeah. you are not allowed yeah. to read my book. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense. Um, yeah. It, it, it was not, not my favorite. And uh, they're turning, oh, and the people are turning into zombies and literally eating like their spouses too. Yes, that, that's how it ends. Yeah. So a guy eats his wife and then reads the book. Right. Again. Again. <laughs> okay. Uh, lastly, we have uh, amazing fantasy. Let's go. Let's move from something we didn't really like too much to something we really did like. Loved it. Loved it. From Marvel Comics, Amazing Fantasy by Kari Kyle, Kari Kyle Andrews. Excuse me. Um, who wrote and drew this. Yeah, super impressive. It's beautiful. Considering the multiple styles that are in play. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a one out of a five, so this is a miniseries. Yes. Um, definitely going to be adding it to my pool list. Oh, yeah. I was shocked at how much I loved this book, actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's some great moments. Yeah. And I, you know, this is, yeah, just let's get into it because it sure. was great. Okay. So this starts with Captain America, um, 1943. Mm-hmm. World so War II Captain America. Never hasn't been frozen yet. No. And he's uh, on a what a U boat or. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, he's out at sea, you know, helping the soldiers out. Then they get, you know, bombed. Then he gets lost at sea, basically. Yeah, sad moment. Sad moment. Because like, he, he promised. There's a there's Smitty. Yeah. Smitty has a new baby on the way. Mm-hmm. You can call me Cap, Smitty, and you can keep calling me Cap when you're holding that new baby of yours. That's oh. a promise. <laughs> then boom, boom. Yep. And no, he, I promised them all. Yeah. So he's trying to save everybody, and then suddenly he wakes up on the shores of some kind of tropical island. Big he, beard. Big beard, long hair, all withered. So it's been a long time. Yes. I mean, like, mm-hmm. that's, that's the first... Uh, if he didn't have the big beard, mm-hmm. you could be like, oh, he just washed up on shore because he's Captain America. He didn't die, they died. Right. But he's been, like, unconscious, apparently, for... For a while. Long enough to grow a month-long beard or something. Yeah, he looks like Thor. <laughs> yeah, 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 he really does. Um, uh, and then, like, a giant, like, griffin, basically, comes down. Griffin? Yeah, lion. A lion with wings. Oh no, wings. not a griffin. A griffin has a, an is there eagle a, head. Yeah. <laughs> what is is that? Is that one just a lion with wings? It's just a lion with wings, I guess. Yeah. Because yeah. I don't even think he has claws like a griffin. Yeah. So it's just a b- lion with wings, an eagle. 
An eagle lion. <laughs> he's angry, but he's a kitty. And yeah. Cat seems to be able to talk to him. But then a giant dragon rips him out of the, <laughs> And he's like, not so fast, fellas. Break it up. Yeah. <laughs> he's very <All>, cap. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, which is like, you know, solid cap writing. You know, it, it's yeah. easier said than done to have a bunch of characters, protagonists in a book, and have them have unique voices. And I think that... Like, it's easy to get caught up on the the art in this, which is awesome. Yeah. But the writing is actually good, too. Like, it, it, and it hooked me. Yeah, he gave each of these, each parts, like, really great voices. Like, when the next part, we get into the Soviet Union, and we see Natalia, or Natalia, Natasha, <laughs> with um, with the Red Room. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, yeah, their voices just, like, stood out. Like, I could read their voices and their characters, you know, which is really, really good for a writer to do, like, pull you into that story you know absolutely and yeah this is a teenage i mean it looks like she's teenage oh yeah maybe like i have no idea but she'd be like 14 or something i think she's a little older than that maybe (laughs) i hope so anyways she's pretty sexy (laughs) yeah yeah maybe i don't know some of the time she looks like a little kid i think uh, she's just short right i hope (laughs) maybe i like her in the Mm -hmm. all black with the ski mask and the just her red hair coming after her Mm -hmm. but it's basic so i mean these are alternate timelines right right this didn't happen to him and this didn't happen to her she tries to escape the red room it's a trick and she's killed for it yeah it's a test yeah and then she failed yeah she fails the test and she gets shot uh then we go to spider-man again it's completely different art style um but it looks just like you know 60s spider-man he's fighting green goblin um, I really like the just strange effect on these buildings. They're very like abstract buildings in the background, but yeah, looks, I'm like a big fan of. It. They're like pink and yellow and orange, like not realistic at all. It, it's yeah, fine. It's really cool looking though. Um, he gets and, pumpkin bombed. And he gets pumpkin bombed like out of nowhere, and then he wakes up in a pot, <laughs> like in yeah, a cauldron, <laughs> like 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 Bugs Bunny, yeah, <laughs> or something like that, in a giant pot, tied up, getting turned into soup mm-hmm. in the process of it. Yeah, <laughs> one of them. Oh, there's a bunch of little like monsters, creatures, frog, yeah, people, frog people. people, yeah, and then all of a sudden a bunch of eagle people as well. <laughs> yeah, come down to save him. I like sort of <laughs> the frog one that's like back in the pot, and he's like, um. No. Yeah, he's all very Spider-Man. Like, why would you do that? <laughs> and he starts, and he, you know, does his Spider-Man thing where he, you know, smart talks them and yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Again, everyone has their very clear voices. Uh, and then we go back to Cap. Cap looks kind of like Kazar uh, K- now. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought of Elf Quest. Oh, Elf Quest, yeah. Because there's a elf-like woman. <laughs> And some orcs and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, um, so, yeah, I mean... Yeah, we, don't, we don't need to, like, spoil the whole thing, but... Or we can. I don't know. Uh, that's just fine. We can kind of end it, like, wrap it up here. Yeah, so it's the, those seem to be our three protagonists. Captain America, Black Widow, and Spider-Man. They wake up. Each one of them has their own little storyline. They wake up in a different place on... It seems like this same sort of weird fantasy island or something yeah but not like fantasy island. but not like fantasy island which <laughs> yeah. is gonna be a show again <laughs> that, that's an odd choice but okay i wish it was this fantasy island <laughs> <laughs> that would be very fun yeah and there's a touching moment at the end a good hook and then uh yeah it's, it ends with 
now that you're here, we can begin. And we don't know Mm-mm. what 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 is going to begin. I don't know, but the next cover for the next issue is absolutely amazing, and I cannot wait. Moving. Super psychedelic giant, Spider-Man, giant snake monster and Spider-Man. It looks so Frazetta y. Like, yeah, yeah, basically <laughs> so awesome. Frazetta torn suit Spider-Man battling an underwater space alien snake or something. Yeah. So yeah. cool. <laughs> I see Richard Corbin in it. Oh, yeah. I see Frazetta in it. Like, mm-hmm. definitely pulling this whole stuff, all this whole series from, like, 1970s, like, oh, yeah. fantasy and barbarian comics. Definitely. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. And we're back. Hello. Hello. I, was, oh, I almost did a jingle there. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. We'll add the other jingle later. <laughs> All right. All what right. do you want to get into first? There's, uh, well, there's a lot to get into. I guess uh, since it's fresh on our mind and we just watched it, uh, there's a new Ghostbusters trailer, Ghostbusters Afterlife, with Paul Rudd and a bunch of other people. like Finn Wolfhard. That's his name? Yeah. The kid from Stranger Things? Yes. Okay. I only know because he was in It. Oh, yeah. As It. it he played he, It. Yeah. <laughs> in 15 years. In, right. <laughs> I don't know. He's year. getting so old he could have at this point. I know. It <laughs> is crazy when these child actors, it's like, they, the ones that like are in a bunch of movies, it's like, you have to do a bunch of every yeah. year because this does not last long right and like it's, i mean i don't know when they finished rapping on ghostbusters but i mean how do they keep that kid from like growing five inches yeah like definitely hit puberty at this point and they're like <laughs> you better not try and get pickup shots right like you better we're getting it all now because if we come back in four months he's gonna be like four inches taller oh yeah definitely uh, I mean, I even know, like, they're filming a new Stranger Things right now as well. Oh, okay. It's the last season, I think. I mean, it has to be, because those kids are in college now. <laughs> and, <Yeah. laughs> um, I mean, like, the only one that looks, like, the same age is the girl, the redhead girl, who's also in the Fear Street. Um, and she's, uh, yeah, like, she, she still looks the same age, but the rest of the boys, like, all look, like, 20 years old now. Yeah. But uh, anyway, the trailer looks, it looks good. Um, I mean, in all honesty, I think it's more just like to bring in the next generation. I'll still watch it. I hope I really like it. I'm not mad or even feeling any sort of way about that. It's like, I have my Ghostbusters movies. Yeah. I I think it looks really good. I mean, from the trailers, I mean, they're taking, taking place in a small town, right? It's going to be kids instead of the... Ghostbusting adults, though they are bringing them all back. I think. Who knows how much whoever's they're alive. Oh, sad. <laughs> I mean, everyone's alive except for one. Except Egon. Except Egon. Yeah, but okay. his son is directing the movie. So. Oh, it's his son. Oh wait, no. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh. uh 
I should have looked it up. <laughs> Mister should have looked it up. <laughs> I'm, that uh, guy. That guy. Oh, now I feel really horrible. Um, I should have this name it's on right the, in the bag. It's in my brain somewhere. Yeah, But yeah, it Ackroyd is. might come back. Uh, Ackroyd, I mean, I think they're all confirmed to oh, come back cool, in the okay. movie. Um, Bill Murray's in the trailer. And Bill so. Murray, yeah, sort of. He's speaking on voice in the trailer uh, when he picks up the red phone, right? Or they have a red phone and he picks up on the other end. Yeah, maybe he's still a Ghostbuster all this time. Maybe. Maybe he's still doing psychic readings. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I <laughs> That's hope how he's, he's making his money. <laughs> I hope he's a new level of fraud. Yeah. <laughs> because, yeah, he's an incredible fraud. He is. That, that Bill Murray. He, Just wrangling Bill Murray into a franchise thing of any kind. It's like, I'm sure that was difficult. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Jason Reitman is the director. Yes. Yes. And yes. son of original Ghostbuster director Blank Reitman. <laughs> We're doing really good on remembering <laughs> names. <laughs> I thought this is all in my brain, but you know. <laughs> uh, uh, Jacob is yelling at me right now. <laughs> Ivan Reitman. Yes. <laughs> there <yes>. it is. <laughs> Both are great directors, though. I mean, Jason has done a bunch of really cool stuff. What do you do that? Like, Up in the Air. Um, he, did, he did a bunch of movies. Um, yes. They're solid. They're all, yeah. And I think he'll do a great job on this. Um, yeah, so, oh, yeah, confirm the film stars. Uh, Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, and Ernie Hudson, they're all going to be there. Cool. Uh, Sigourney Weaver, Annie Potts also will reprise their roles. Was Annie Potts the one with the squeaky voice? Secretary. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. No, no Rick Moranis, though, right? I don't think so. Okay. No. That's fair. That's fine. Yeah. He's, he's retired as an actor. Hope you're good, Rick. Yeah. I know you're listening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, that'll be fun. I mean, keep that franchise live. Who doesn't like ghosts? It's fun. Exactly. Um... Yeah, and what what's next? Um, also, about, in oh. the news, uh, let's talk about Nope. Yeah. Jo- just get right into more spookiness. Jordan Peele's uh, third movie is follow-up to Us. They've released a poster and nothing else. No other information. Yeah. The poster gives us who's in the movie. Um, we got Daniel Kaluuya, mm-hmm. Kiki Palmer... Steven, Steven Yun. Yun. Yeah, Steven Yun's making a huge pitch for oh, all he's, Oh, he's everything. a superstar. He's that like, guy's a superstar. He is. Sure. As far as I'm concerned, the second I saw him as Glenn, I was like, I love this guy. Yeah. And not just because he was Glenn. No, like, just because he's very endearing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? And I saw Minari. Oh, that um, was fantastic. Yeah, which is just, I like, I love him. I just want to, like, pinch his cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> he's cute. And now Invincible, <laughs> such a huge hit, Incredible. too, and his voice is that. Um, who's in this crazy horror movie I watched in uh, on Shutter too recently, where he just kills like everybody? Ooh, yeah. Well, yeah, he's got great presence. Uh, yeah. So I mean, and to see him work with Jordan Peele, amazing. Um, yeah. So what do we see on this poster? So what do we think? It looks like Colorado or something, like in the mountains, mm-hmm. little mountain town. Right. Um, and then we have like a cloud in the sky. Just like a single cloud. Super gloomy. Super yeah. gloomy. This is like dark, dark, dark blue skies. This is nighttime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a single cloud, no other clouds. It, it doesn't, it's unnatural. Yeah, it's an unnatural cloud with like a, like a kite string with flags on it or yeah. something. Or we don't know, coming out of the cloud. Like yeah. Sort of 
thing with the circus flags, those little triangle-colored, multicolored flags mm-hmm. on a on a rope. Uh, that's getting sucked up into the cloud, and then there's a little town, uh, you know, a light at night below it. Yeah, maybe it's Ben Franklin. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I hope. I hope. So I mean, right? He makes social horror films. You right. know, Get Out was about race. Us mm-hmm. was about class. This one's about Ben Franklin. Yeah, I mean, it makes perfect sense. <laughs> he's scary. I figured it out. He's pretty scary. <laughs> Franklin is scary. Yeah, he's and he's electrifying the town. Ooh, yeah. yeah. With I mean, his kite. <laughs> there might be something there <laughs> to that story. It might be some. I mean. I'm sure it's connected to America in some way. Right, so, right. And obviously that's one of our classic stories. Yeah. Uh, how some balding, overweight <laughs> man put a key on a string and mm-hmm. got sh- struck by lightning. Definitely that's exactly how it happened. Definitely. It. Those are facts. See, I, I got my... I got it. I got it. I know you, Jordan Peele. I've into yeah. your head. <laughs> uh, it also says uh, at the very bottom, only... In theaters, oh, on the good. date that it comes yeah. out. All right, only so, this is next year. This is next year, next July. So hopefully we won't be locked away without or only watching streaming things. Uh, it's not a Warner Brothers movie, I yeah. take it, because I, I heard that Warner Brothers is still going to be streaming movies for the rest of the year as well on HBO, which a lot of directors are unhappy about. Yeah, <laughs> it's that whole topic. I'm pretty torn on because it's like I love going to the movies mm-hmm. if you don't want to go to the movies I don't want you in the theater either right. like go home stay home and like no malice honestly yeah. like stay home watch it how you want to I want people to be able to do that Yeah. but the theaters rely on the money for of the people who are like well Avengers is out yeah. I can only go see it in a theater mm-hmm. the, the theaters rely on that and to keep them afloat they need that so I'm I'm super torn yeah uh, I'm not for certain movies. I had the best movie experience yesterday. I went and saw The Green Knight, which was excellent and definitely worth going to see in the theaters. For sure. Um, and it, nobody talked throughout the entire movie. There was no cell phones. It was... Lovely. It was, and it was at Hilltop. It nice. was amazing. <laughs> yeah, I've only gone back to two movies since then. Uh, we'll, get, we'll get to the other one, I guess. That, that, unless I want to segue right now into... Yeah, let's seg- let's segue. Okay. Well, so uh, first I saw Spiral, which I'm not. I don't need to talk about that. Uh, it, it's fine. Uh, <laughs> and then I saw Black Widow, which because I have to. It's a Marvel movie, and these are fun. These are big events, and even though it was a theater with like three people in it, mm-hmm. I need to go to the theater and see it as like, right. this event. It's a ritual that I very much enjoy, as I'm sure many of you listening do exactly yeah we yeah. want to say something like black widow should be seen on the big screen because of the action sequences yeah which were amazing super cool super uh, great action yeah uh i think florence Pugh like totally stole the show super in that good. movie um i mean not taking it away from scarlett johansson she was great as well no she, that, florence Pugh. yeah she was better <laughs> yeah i mean she stole it like it's a weird position to be like the it's the protagonist thing where it's like the other characters are allowed to be more interesting than you i mean it it's most of the time that way like spider-man maybe is like the exception right because he's so crazy or whatever but like most of the time the protagonist is the most boring of the movie right well also florence is going to be taking over the mantle right so maybe she should be more interesting because we want to pass it on yeah it's a torch passing film exactly and she's good she's very good she's good yeah 
I mean, I first, I don't know if I first saw her in Midsummer. Midsummer. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even realize that was her. Yeah. Uh, I saw that movie and I saw Buck Widow and then I was told after I saw that, like, that's the same person, you know? It's like, yeah. oh. Yeah. Uh, what also, one of my favorite things about that movie was that uh, the women in the movie finally got to wear outfits that weren't uh, super revealing the yeah. entire time, nor have romantic relationships. No, no, no romantic relationships. Yes. Just killing people. Killing people, killing killing kicking sex ass. traffickers yeah. or, and child soldier trainers. And, mm-hmm. and not wearing high heels while doing it. Yeah, because that doesn't make sense. <laughs> it doesn't make sense, nor is it comfortable. Also, pulling their hair back while fighting. <laughs> yeah, also makes sense. Also makes sense. They I did all of these things. Yeah, um, it definitely a step up. Um, I don't know if we've talked about this. I don't think we talked about it on the podcast, but like, it does adhere to that whole like. I I have a slight issue with all these superhero movies in how they have the female protagonists. All their stories are always like, not always, but often prequels or like side things. Or like, I I can't be the only one who's noticing this. Like, you know, Wonder Woman, all her movies are in the past. It's like Black Widow. It's in the past. Like, it's just this weird sort of trend. I I want to see. I hope with like Captain Marvel and stuff, they start allowing the female characters to like push the universe. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I I want to see that. Like, like a Captain America movie can push the universe forward. Right. But a female led superhero can't have the important to the Marvel Universe thing, like, greater Marvel Universe. Yeah. And I don't like that. Yeah. Yeah, still none of the female superhero movies, including in DC Universe as well, have taken place in the present. Yeah. Yeah, None of them. (laughs) Yeah, except WandaVision, I guess. Yeah. Which, part of it was an illusion. Like, most of the what we watched was an illusion, so that's just another way to be like... Right. Oh, and uh, Captain Marvel, right? The first Captain Marvel. Also, prequel, like... Yeah. Yeah, it, none of them. It creates, it lays groundwork in a way, but it doesn't push any, it, it's just like, oh, the scrolls were always here. Oh, this was always here. Right. Oh, the Red Room was always here. Yeah. And I like that stuff. Yeah. But I'm hoping with the Marvels, right, we have right. three super powerful female characters. I'm hoping that will be a step forward for the universe. I'm pretty sure that's still supposed to take place in the future. <laughs> In the future <laughs> or the past? Yeah, it's not even supposed to take place still in the present. Okay, well, uh, uh, we'll see. That. I don't know that yet. I'll be very disappointed. Yeah, uh, I just, yeah, I just want to see like it's it's like this weird thing where they're getting sidelined without getting sidelined. It's like, oh, yeah. you want your movie? Okay, fine, but it's not. You don't happen. have to see these right. ones. Yeah, guys, fellas, yeah. you don't have to watch Black Widow to understand. Of Captain America or Avengers 4. Exactly. It's just a sideline. Yeah, like you said, it just uh, doesn't have any impact on the rest of it. Yeah, Yeah. which is, it's weird. It is. I don't don't like it. But this, I mean, as it exists on its own, the movie, it was fun. It was cool. Yeah. I like the Red Room. Mm -hmm. Red Room is cool. You will never escape the Red Room. I guess uh, the biggest, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I know a lot of people had problems with tasks master i did not care because i don't really care about his character are we gonna spoil that or should we i mean it's been out about it if you don't want to listen to us spoiling who taskmaster really is then jump ahead five minutes yeah we'll give it five minutes let's do that (laughs) yeah um, i mean in the comic um he's what what is his name it's something masterson or something like that anyway 
it's essentially the same exact thing. It's just it's the in the plot of the film, Black Widow, one of her like her maybe her greatest sin is that in order to kill uh, the guy who started the Red Room, yeah, she puts a bomb in his daughter's backpack, I believe. Yeah, and then she goes. The daughter goes into the office, and then she blows it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, spoiler, but yeah, she, that guy didn't die. And neither did the daughter. The daughter seems to have had her mind wiped, and she is now Taskmaster, which is some sort of mirror fighter who just needs to fight with someone, gains their powers, but she doesn't seem to have any personality of her own. Right. Until she like shatters it at the end or something. Yeah, until her mind control is gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, of course, the Black Widow saves her. Yeah, right. <laughs> because she's the one, but I mean, she's the one who created her. She like, she has scars on her from the burns. Yeah. You know, it's like, that was pretty heavy, I thought. Yeah, it was. I mean, the whole concept of the Red Room, in a way, this was kind of the heaviest of the Marvel movies. Yeah. Which is interesting. Yeah. Um, Definitely. Yeah, and, and then that's why I liked what they did with that character, because it was actually interesting. Yeah, you know? yeah. I mean, I, I know a lot of people's points was that, well, it didn't have to be the Taskmaster. And it's like, yeah, but they can change things. It doesn't always have they to change be. Stuff all the yeah, time. they change stuff all the time. They change stuff in the comics all the time. They adapt it. That's yeah. the point. Um, and then they're, you know. The outrage on all of the of mess was just but he's so cool because he has this whole past and that's his character is so cool it's like okay and you well. thought he was cool until he took off his helmet yeah. and it wasn't a he it wasn't a he but you thought it was Tony, cool the Tony whole time masters is, yeah yeah like, it was the samus thing yeah where you're like oh okay suited figure must be a guy oh right. it's a chick i'm mad yeah exactly yes <laughs> didn't matter to me i mean like no. whatever I, I do know one person who I will hear his legitimate gripe. My my buddy, his dad's name is Anthony Masters, yeah, which well. is the name of the character. Right. He was disappointed. Yeah. And I'll give him I'll give him that. <laughs> Just him though. Right. Because <laughs> he wanted it's like, okay, I get that. There's right, a superhero with name. my exact name. Yeah. Oh. You, okay. And Dang. there's also like two or three iterations of the character, so he could still come back at sure. another point and be like, oh, I'm actually the Taskmaster. Can't there like, be multiple cool. Taskmasters? Yeah. And then they pit them against each other, and then they're just learning from each other, and they get caught in a loop. See, that's fun. <laughs> and now, because of Loki, sure. there are multiple oh, yeah. timelines, so really, there could be variants. Yeah. Let's talk about Anthony Masters might show up anyway but yeah let's talk about some other dimensions let's talk about that we have a whole new multiverse (laughs) yeah if you skipped ahead to this point we're probably going to spoil Loki anyway you should just like watch those things and then listen to this yeah but keep listening keep listening (laughs) (laughs) well hopefully you've watched Loki by now Uh, um, because it's been over for a long time now (laughs) yeah it's great I I, I I'm I really liked Falcon Winter Soldier. I really like Loki. Loki might be my favorite mm-hmm. experience of the whole thing. Yes. Um maybe depends on the mood, but I'm definitely like and Loki was not, I was hesitant about the show. Mm-hmm. I'm like how can Loki support this whole show? I don't care about Loki's character that much and all of that gets thrown out the window because I love Loki now. Yeah. It was very different than what I thought it was going to be. Like, I thought it was just going to be, like, Loki traveling around to, like, yeah. different... Quantum Leap yeah, Loki. Exactly, Quantum Leap. 
Yeah. Um, which I know a lot of people did not want to see. <laughs> I do. Rem- let, hey, hey, let me know if you want to remake Quantum Leap. I'm all in. Like, I can write that. That is awesome. A great I did idea. love Quantum Leap when I was a kid. Love me it. And my mom used to watch it. Me and my mom used to watch Scott it. Scott Bakula. Yeah. That's why I watched Enterprise. I was like, I know that guy. But it's cool. It, it was a great concept for a show with, you know, a continuing narrative, but having... Um, you know, short stories, each episode being a short story. Right. But we don't get to see that in Loki. I think, no. And we talked about the first two or three episodes, I think, before. I think so. So let's just get to the conclusion. The conclusion of Loki, which is yeah. a big deal. <laughs> yeah, what, what is the place called? At the center of time? I don't remember. It's a crazy <laughs> spire rock castle floating in the middle of nowhere, in between dimensions sort of thing. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. they finally found this place where the Time Lords are supposed to be. Right. Of course, we're thinking already that the Time Lords aren't real. Yes. Um, and they, they multiple swerved us. They did. It's like, oh, it's going to be Kang. Oh, yeah. no, it's too obvious. It's not going to be Kang. It's because it's going to be another Loki. Yeah, it's going <laughs> to be Kang. No, no, no. No, it was Kang. It was Kang. It was definitely Kang. And yeah, actually, it was funny. The night before I watched it, like a customer had come in and they asked me who I thought it was be. And I was like, it's going to be Kang. And they're like, I don't know, man. Like, I don't know. Like, I'm pretty sure it's just going to be another Loki. It's just too obvious to be Kang. And I was like, but it, it, it has to be Kang. <laughs> yeah. If, if it's not. <laughs> I got you beat. Somebody came into the shop, bought a bunch of Kang back issues. And then I was like, oh, do you like the episode? And they're like, what are you talking about? Uh- and I was like. Well, you run all the Kang episodes. Like, did you like how they revealed Kang and Loki? And they're like, and then they got pretended to get uh. mad at me for spoiling it. And they're like, I'm not doing that at all. I'm not doing that at all. And I'm like, okay, bud. <laughs> the day after it the premieres, after you're buying you're a buying bunch of Kang. Makes hmm. uh, yeah. All right. <laughs> but amazing. It's so good. Jonathan Majors. Jonathan Majors. Yeah. Like. Um just powerful and it, like the way this episode is directed it's sort of like in a way like a, like a stage play or something like oh yeah one location three actors mm-hmm. and that's about it it's really just them in a room yeah talking to him and talking about all of what we've been dealing with kind of contextualizing it and then leading to what we're going to be talking about in all the marvel movies for like five years right yeah. like this yeah. is our next thanos yep yeah, and there's so many iterations of Kang, yeah. too, and like, and he's trying to explain that to, especially, well, Sylvie, because... <laughs> She's much angrier, and yeah. she has a right to be, because she had her whole life taken from her. Right, exactly. Um, and she's not going to listen, and we kind of slowly find that that's going to be the end. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a great episode, and I'm very worried about what's going to happen to them in the future. <laughs> it's going to be crazy. Yeah, he, he kind of spends the whole time warning them about, like, he's basically like, I'm a bastard. Mm-hmm. All versions of me are. I'm the best version because right. I'm the one who is using my whole life to basically take all realities, form it into one reality so that you don't have to deal with other versions of me right which is obviously like any good villain they have a justification to their madness i mean it's like what he's talking about is like you have no right to take all of reality and eliminate universes and all that stuff right nobody has the right to do that but to him it's the greater good this is what i have to do yeah otherwise you meet 
real evil king. Right. You'll get the really bad ones. And multiple ones. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not just one, but multiple ones. And this might be like a Mortis king or something. He's very kooky because he's yeah. been cooped up in this weird castle for an eternity or something. Yeah, and... he's like Willy Wonka king. <laughs> yeah, he's very fun. It's And, I mean, the most exciting part to me is like to get to see Jonathan Major stretch and play different versions like yeah the next time we see king he's not gonna be like that no. he's gonna be scary yeah or he might even be a different version yeah he might not even be like because he's gonna be in quantum mania right that might not be king the conqueror yeah and that one comes out in december i believe i don't know december that one year? might be next year oh, that'll be next year i'm sorry yeah because yeah, spider-man comes out in december yes <laughs> also multiverse all time yeah multiverse yeah. Yeah. How they had, they had to shift stuff, so it's interesting like you can tell because Eternals, Shang-Chi and Black Widow were all supposed to come out before these shows. Mm-hmm. None of which touch on the multiverse. Right. And everything after that is multiverse. Yeah. So they clearly their original plan was like do the Shang-Chi, do the Eternals, do Black Widow, start the shows. Yeah. Then we're all multiverse. Yeah, I'm wondering if they've added anything in to Shang-Chi or Eternals. Yeah, to make them to not... To make them make a little bit more sense in the new multiverse world. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe, or maybe yeah, they don't or need maybe that. they don't need it because they're separate. We're still ramping back up to the whole Eternals, thing. Eternals, though. I don't know. It was kind of interesting. I rewatched Guardians mm-hmm. uh, Volume 2. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, they have the whole hymn yeah. thing at the end. And it kind of made me think more on guardians volume three which got pushed yeah. to 2023 now because of the whole james gunn firing rehiring firing rehiring debacle. and i'm gonna make another movie right in between exactly yeah. and then also love and thunder is coming out now before volume three is coming out yeah which was it's very confusing because volume three was supposed to come out before love and thunder hey it's their so, fault. It they, is their fault. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but on the timeline, it's all messed up now. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how all that's going to work out. Because, yeah, Thor's in Guardians. Yeah, Thor's in Guardians. And in Thor. I don't know if they had to change that stuff. Who knows? Who knows? But is it all... But does Loki make it all make sense now? Is my point. Because oh. there's all this multiverse... Of madness, we'll say now. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> Maybe. Because it can all be on different timelines. Does it even matter anymore? I don't know. Or is Marvel going to still try to stick to the strict continuity? Because, like, DC's still doing a multiverse thing. For them, I, I, it does seem like they're doing what I've hoped for a long time that they would do, which is, like, we can have three Batmans. It doesn't matter. I don't care. Yeah. Like, I don't care. I'll right. see two of them, and I don't want to see that third one whatever like give me that yeah. and, and allow people to create self-contained works mm-hmm. which is kind of what dc comics does better also right their minis their miniseries are the perennial sellers right like yeah. dark knight returns it's just its own thing it didn't wasn't tied to continuity it's better for it but they're even going to explain that now too oh no no i know flash forward, yeah but i hope what i'm saying though is i hope flash is the one that blows it all out right. so that every movie after this doesn't have to talk about the multiverse right and we can just this is a batman movie mm-hmm. now ben affleck's batman again cool if no. you want well, no, no no but i mean <laughs> the point is that there's multiple you don't have right, to watch right. yeah, that one right like He'll be the but Batman. But I will in... watch it. That's the <laughs> yes, problem. And then you get to see a talking slab of wood in a <laughs> suit. 
God. <laughs> Sorry, Ben. I know you're listening. No, oh, he's our biggest fan. <laughs> Turns out he's gonna pull our funding. <laughs> <laughs> he only gives me a dollar a month. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. <laughs> yeah, Loki was awesome. Yeah, Loki and was great. Of course, the next thing of any Marvel stuff we're getting is what if, which is all multiverse. And I think it's a great setup for that. Because mm-hmm. it leaves us wanting more of like, what? I need more answers of the multiverse. Well, watch an anthology show now. Right. And yeah. Unless we have what if, yeah. And that's, this is a new territory because mm-hmm. we, have, we have Disney doing animation. Yeah. But through Marvel. Right. I'm hoping as this, because there's already a season two, I'm hoping we get like that Disney animation. Oh, yeah, I'm sure we will. They all look similar. The trailer looks amazing. Oh, it looks great, but they all look similar animation style. I'm hoping as it continues, it's like, change the animation style for every one, because who cares, right? Right. If it's its own self-contained story. Kind of like Love, Death, and Robots. Uh, Have you watched that? uh, No? Oh, it's a show on Netflix. It's amazing. Oh, Definitely check that out. Check that out, everybody. It's great. Watch more cartoons, everybody. Mm-hmm. They're good for you. Yeah, so each one of those is done by a different art style. Oh, okay. Um, and they're all based on Love, Death, or Robots. Or both. Or all three. Or all three. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I love an anthology style. I mean, like, I'm a huge, like, heavy metal fan or anything. And, like, I think animation lends itself to anthology yeah. better than anything. Mm-hmm. Um, Definitely. Anything else for Loki? There's a ton of... Um, I was going to say spoilers, but that's not right. Easter eggs and Loki as well. Oh, uh, de- definitely. Especially the second to last one in there in The Void. The Void. That's what it was called. And yeah. also in the very last episode, too. Um, yeah, and go back, eagle-eyed viewers, and look for the Golden Gate Bridge. What what reference is that made? That is a X-Men... Three, the last stand reference, if I've ever seen one. Oh, yeah. And I loved that. Mm-hmm. It's like, you are overtly <laughs> referencing how Magneto ripped out the Golden Gate Bridge, and then I'm sure the TVA showed up, and we're like, no. Yeah. No. <laughs> That's never happened. Oh, we got to see, uh, well, Throg was like everyone's favorite, Thor Frog. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they, then they said uh, um, Thor actually played him. Uh, Tom, <laughs> I almost said Tom Hiddleston. Hemsworth. Yes, Hemsworth actually played. And I'm like, what did he do? Like, just yell? He went, raw. Yeah. Rib it. Rib it. Also, for uh, sound quality, I'm sorry if everyone hears my dog snoring in the background. I can't. <laughs> yeah, I know. It was either her yell or <laughs> scream in the background from the other room or let her snore quietly on the couch next to us. They're pack animals. They, they don't want to be alone. <laughs> Don't you leave a dog at home. <laughs> uh, so, sorry about that, guys. Yeah. Um, Anything else we need to hit? Yep, let's talk real quick about Fear Street. Oh, okay, yeah. We have to... Uh, you didn't watch the last one yet, but no. we did talk about... Did we even talk about 1994? Yeah, we, we, we talked about, about that. Okay. I don't remember that. Uh, probably because I wanted to put it out of my head. Yeah, I like 94 <laughs> better than 78, but... Yeah, I thought 1666 was okay at the end. But let's talk about 78 real quick. Um, Friday 13th, part two, light. Right, Friday 13th, light. Camp Crystal, I also have on here Camp Crystal Lake knockoff. Um, My biggest problem with it, though, was the villain, which I called Sackhead, (laughs) a.k.a. Tommy Slater was his actual name. 
Um, yeah, he just wasn't good enough, I thought, as the villain. No. He was pretty boring. The, um, the deaths were relatively boring. Boring, Like, it, it's this interesting thing where it's like, I'm not mad that it exists. Yeah. I just think it's not for me. It's like the whole Guitar Hero debacle or whatever. It's not a debacle, but like when it came out, there were so many metalheads that are like, oh, this is so dumb. It's not even the real songs. And I'm like, if it gets three kids to fall in love with metal, right. it's worth it. Yeah, like, yeah. And that's the same thing here. It's like, if that 1978 movie gets some kids to go back and watch some camp, camp slashers, or, the burning, right. any right. of that, it's worth it to me. Like, Yeah, totally. Because I love those aesthetics. They just don't, execute it as well as it could be done right and it was funny because i when i was reading up on these on the, on the reviews people like really love these movies yeah I, I think so and i was like and it shocked me a little bit a little um, bit but and, i also get it and like saying that 1978 was their favorite yeah and i was like huh <laughs> but if you haven't watched all those movies yeah then it would seem like probably pretty cool but these are supposed to be film critics, right? Maybe they're not real. I mean, I don't know what their experience is with watching horror movies, maybe. Sure. But, like, I would assume that the people they sent to review this would be? Question mark? I don't know. <laughs> I don't got a lot of faith in uh, film critics as we're criticizing things right now. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. You don't have to have faith in me. <laughs> <laughs> but, okay, so I thought for the other villains in the movie, because basically... If you haven't watched these yet, there's, like, a whole slew of, like, serial killers that have come back to from the dead that are... Tormenting Shady Side. Yeah, Tormenting Shady Side, who's, like, the lower end of the town. Yeah. It's, like, two sides. That was the... pure, like... I don't know if those are in the books, but I thought of The Simpsons. Like, I don't know if you remember the <laughs> yeah, whole... The episode with, the like, the lemon tree, yeah. right? And it's, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Springfield, and then I don't remember what the other town's called, but everyone in that other town is all super, like uppity and arrogant and yeah. like we're better than you springfield you're the trash side right and i thought of that <laughs> well it's also archie there's like the same thing too oh is there yeah, there's because there's are there's, they in the good town uh there's well those riverdale's like split into two as oh. well yeah and they do that on like the show as well oh like, okay yeah so there's like jughead is in like the the shitty end of town and they're like in the serpents and like yeah because i was gonna be like if veronica lives in the shitty side of town (laughs) i don't want to meet these other people (laughs) at all no it's just on the show i think and so i don't know i feel like they took something from that as well but anyway you were talking there's a bunch of different killers yeah there's a bunch bunch of different killers um and they're like way more interesting and i think that they might want to do spin-offs. Um, like, so Ruby Lane, I thought, was really, really cool. So she's, like, one, the one with, like, the straight razor. And she oh, sings, yeah. like, the super creepy song, right? Was she, like, 80s or something? No, she's from the 60s. Oh, okay, cool. And then there's also the, the kid, uh, Billy Barker, the child yeah. killer. Very creepy. And he has, like, a little bat. And a weird creepy and a mask. weird doll mask. And he brained his family in their bed while they slept. Yeah. Creepy looking. Super creepy. And it, there's like the milkman. Yeah, the burned head to toe milkman. Yeah. Pretty freaky. And he's from the 50s. I want that one. Yeah. Of, an, of all of them? Well. I want that one. So I was reading an article about it and the director, she said that they're definitely doing like a 50s spinoff show. Or oh. a movie or something like that. Okay. And I was like, as soon as she said 50s, I was like, she's going to do that Milkman spinoff. He's creepy. He's creepy, right? Yeah. Yeah. I so, mean, the concept of the Milkman is 
in our world today is slightly strange. Just a weird man who delivers milk to right. your door. <laughs> well, that reminded me of the Ice Cream Man, that comic, too. Sure, sure. Also scary. Yeah, also. Ice Cream Man's always scary. Yes. Yeah, oh, what? That creepy truck? Sea Spawn. Right. Sea Spawn, exactly. Or Billy that... Kincaid. Scary. I don't like that creepy song. Um, so then, uh, I know you haven't watched 1666, so I won't completely spoil it, but just... You can. <laughs> uh, well, I'll just I'll just start with this. Uh, you get to it, basically they use like all of the main characters come back and are like in the bodies of like the oh the actors the actors are portraying yeah. people in the okay right and they do old English accents or Irish accents fun whoo dog I'm sure it's definitely as good as the witch it's <laughs> way worse than that yeah I'm, I'm sure Without sarcasm and uh yeah it's uh it was hard. It was hard to get through the first, I would say, 20 minutes just listening to that okay. alone. Um, a lot of a lot of t- talking like this and oh. up and down. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but once you get past that, like, that story actually does get better. Okay. Um, and you kind of just, I don't know, fall on deaf ears a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I mean... You- Sorry. That's okay. You get to the story of Sarah Fear and like what actually happened, and she's actually not the bad guy, and you get a really good twist from that. It's the rich people. It's totally the rich people. It always is. I knew it in the first movie. <laughs> no. I was like, I know it's not this witch. Yeah. <laughs> and you get like a story, like she actually is um, uh, LGBT mm-hmm. and like has an affair, and that's why she's, you know, looked Branded down upon. as a witch. Yeah. Yes. Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, and as we all are, right? <laughs> and I, and be. I like that they played on that, you know, from the first movie. Um, yeah. So yeah, I mean, it the, it wraps up like it's pretty long too. It's like two hours, maybe ten minutes. This the last movie, and they go back to the present after we get the full story of Sarah, um, and wrap it up pretty tightly at the end. But then, of course, you get like a nice little twist again at the end where they're like, ooh, we could leave this open and do another one. Of course. Yeah. There's a lot of years out there, folks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you can call it Fear Street and a year. There's a lot of them. Yeah. Fear Street 2009. Right. <laughs> well, there's like 9,000 books for them to do. Yeah. I have like, I think we talked about it before. I have the cheerleader books and I'm like, they, they got to do the cheerleader stories. I mean, I was, I, I guess my main disappointment with the whole thing was that they took all of these books and made it this like big epic like legacy of darkness and supernatural where most of those books are about like scary boyfriends or like a boss that's a scary like you know like real people who are threats yeah um, I don't know I, I would love to have more realistic I get why they did it but it was a little bit of like bringing in the goosebumps sort of or maybe ghosts of Fear Street I think that was the like the supernatural side of the Fear Street right yes yeah. yeah they could have just done a, like well this was a, I guess the cheerleader one's a possession one too but yeah they could have oh, okay. simplified it a little bit more yeah okay. it was a lot like they created a lot of lore to it and I I mean it does get you to watch three movies right where if it was just like is t- Tommy Doyle the killer like, like it's like maybe that wouldn't get me to watch three movies yeah exactly. so I get why they did it I yeah. just I hope now that people are hooked with it they want more Fear Street that 
it could be like I hope the next thing is not a trilogy. I hope yeah. it's like bam, make make 1955, boom, it's its own thing, it's its own story. Don't show me 1994. Just tell me that story. Then do then do a cheerleader one or yeah, the definitely. babysitter or whatever. I think that's probably the plan. Well, that's what I got from the the article I read on it, anyways. Yeah, that'd be fun. That would be fun. More horror stuff. That's fun. That's what I want to watch. Um, uh, lastly, just really quick, uh, you guys want to? Uh, oh, we'll always give horror X. I watched uh, Freaky on HBO Max. It's Vince Vaughn and Catherine Newton. Catherine Newton's literally in everything I've watched recently. <laughs> uh, it's a Freaky Friday swapping body movie. Hmm. Hence Freaky. Uh, but she swaps body with a serial killer and then discovers she has 24 hours before the change becomes permanent. And she's stuck as Vince Vaughn. Yeah. No one ever wants to be stuck as Vince Vaughn. I don't even think Vince Vaughn wants to be stuck as Vince Vaughn. He's okay. I don't know. know. (laughs) I think he's gotten better. Yeah. Right? (laughs) For a while there, though, it was a little dicey. Earmuffs. (laughs) Uh, Anyways, it was really, really good. Uh, Pretty fun. I watched, you know, one of the more fun horror movies I've watched recently. Uh, Last one I'm going to recommend is Blood Red Sky on Netflix. And it is one of the best vampire movies I've watched in a long time. Uh, basically, it's a woman who starts becoming a vampire for reasons I won't <laughs> I won't spoil. Uh, has to go on a trip to America from Germany on a plane, and uh, the plane gets taken over by terrorists. <laughs> Oh, okay. Unfolds from there. <laughs> cool. But yeah, definitely great. Check it out. All right. I like horror. Let's do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think that's it for today. Yeah, I don't have anything else. All right. Uh, thanks for listening. I'm Jessica Baldoni. I'm Robert Nagoesco. And we will talk to you guys soon. Thanks. Bye.